As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online knows you might not be able to get out to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. <laughs> What's up, guys? I am back. Sorry for missing out on Friday's show. Not 100% yet, but uh, good enough to play hurt uh, for this one. This is the Week 16 Bear Up and Bear Down episode. Uh, the Bears uh, stayed out of their own way and got a win, an easy one, over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we are now in the playoffs for the seventh seed it's ours to lose at this point because the tiebreaker came through the 49ers came through for us on saturday yeah saturday beat the cardinals which put the bears in prime position to snag the seventh seed with a win today in jacksonville which we came through with it kind of looked a little sketchy in the first uh in the first half only being up 13 to 10 and mike glennon you know, seemingly moving the ball up and down the field with ease in the first half, but second half adjustments and uh, an unexpected third quarter explosion uh, of uh, points by the offense uh, put that to bed uh, rather easily. So, um, but you know, we got the win. Uh, we're eight and seven, so we're gonna at least be a 500 football team once again. And uh, win or lose on Sunday, we might be able to back our way in so long as the Rams beat the Cardinals on Sunday. So we can afford to lose to Green Bay, but obviously we'd prefer to win. We can afford to lose to Green Bay as long as the Rams beat the Cardinals for us. So uh, anyway, it's uh, it was a decent day, you know. Um, we, we got the win, and uh, right, we're sitting in that playoff spot, and uh, – so things are pretty good right now. So we say we go ahead and get this one, uh, you know, behind us and start looking forward to week 17. It's the week 16 bear up and bear down episode of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. You know, back in my day when I was a young man, we only had 16 weeks. We didn't have any of this candy ass bye week stuff you played 16 weeks straight like a man and you got it over with none of this bye week stuff week 16 was the end of the season and you're getting ready for the playoffs or you're going home what's going on everybody i don't know what the hell that was uh liberty back to week 16 the bear up and bear down episode of the bear stock underground uh, i guess i'm just in a good mood because it's christmas uh the bears put a playoff berth in my christmas stocking hopefully uh they won't be uh reneging 
on that uh, playoff berth by uh, losing and then having the Cardinals beat the Rams next week, wouldn't that just uh, beat all? Uh, but wouldn't that also be so 2020? You know, wouldn't that just be perfect uh, for for what a roller coaster of a season uh, this has been for the Bears to have that last playoff spot, lose to Green Bay, which would not be the biggest surprise in the world, especially since uh, out of nowhere, uh, it's apparently the Packers do have something to play for next week because I thought that with their head-to-head uh, victory over uh, New Orleans, uh, win or lose. Uh, the, the you know the worst like if Green Bay is winning right now I mean they are they are smashing the Titans they hold on and, and win this game they're 12 and three which means the worst record they can have is 12 and four and the best record that New Orleans can have is 12 and four because they're 11 and four now so another win gives them 12 wins and Green Bay beat New Orleans head to head but it turns out that because Seattle might also, finish 12 and four that if all three of them tie there's some weird kind of tiebreakers and whatnot that Seattle still has a shot at the number one seed right now and uh New Orleans might have a number one seed if it's all three it's it's really weird so it's like Green Bay is going to have something to play for one way or the other uh on Sunday so you know who knows uh what we're going to be getting on Sunday we we might get an honest effort out of Green Bay uh, on Sunday, aside from them just trying to, uh, you know, instead of them just trying to keep us out, uh, they might be playing for their own playoff lives to maintain the number one seed so they get that, uh, so they're, you know, one of only two teams in the league that will get a bye week. And, you know, Kansas City locked up that number one seed in the AFC earlier today by barely squeaking by the uh, Atlanta Falcons. But, um so one way or the other, we might uh, be getting the full brunt uh, of the Packers in Soldier Field next Sunday, which obviously kind of puts a little quake in the boots because Green Bay's playing some great football right now, and our defense definitely is not. Um, so that uh, kind of gives you a little bit of worry. However, the Rams, if they take care of business against the Cardinals next week, then, like I said, we can afford to lose uh, to Green Bay. However... In the uh, oh shit category of things, Jared Goff dislocated his thumb uh, in the game against the Seahawks today, and they think he may have broken it. So now all of a sudden the Rams might be in need of a quarterback going into the season finale. So all of a sudden, you know, we really need to beat Green Bay. You know, we can't, it's just like the Rams scored nine points today in their loss to the Seahawks. So they're not the this is not the same offense that put up a you know that beat the 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 chiefs a few years ago 51 to 48 or whatever that crazy ass final score 55 to 51 or, or or whatever it was uh you know this is a team that's been struggling to score points on a regular basis uh this year it's their defense that's been keeping them in things doesn't that sound familiar uh although it's quite the opposite for us now it's our offense that's carrying the team and our defense struggling to get by. So it's just it's so crazy uh, right now that the Bears might be able to uh, the Bears might still lose out on this playoff berth uh, in the end after all of this. So but the fact that we're here at this point, six game losing streak in the middle of the season for us to be in this uh, in this spot right now, like, if you know, that that famous saying of the season ended today, the Bears are in. 
we are the seventh seed uh, right now. But, um, you know, just the fact that we're here, I think is pretty cool. So, uh, but, uh, you know, cold is, is subsiding. Uh, you know, uh, it was it was real bad with the with the cough uh, on on Thursday, real bad with the fever sweats and everything. I just I just didn't have it in me uh, to record the uh, the preview episode. So uh, my apologies. I was kind of pissed at my luck that I'm uh, like I said, I, I very rarely get sick. But when I do, it kind of does, you know, level me for a few days. And of course, those few days. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We're right in the, the heart of this, you know, playoff run of ours. And, you know, when I'm supposed to be recording episodes and stuff like that. And it, it sucked not being able to do it. So anyway, I'm better. I'm here. We won a football game today against the Jaguars. And um, I don't know what the hell's going on with the Jets, but for the second week in a row, they beat another playoff team in the Cleveland Browns. And uh, so they have two wins now. So Jacksonville is locked in uh, at the number one pick by losing to us and having some kind of unfortunate tiebreaker over the Jets. So even if Jacksonville somehow beats Indianapolis next week, wouldn't that just be weird for them to bookend their victories? We're going to week, week win, week win, week one against Indy, then week win week seventeen uh, against Indy, and we're going to lose every game in between. That's uh, <laughs> that would be pretty messed up. But uh, you know, either way, no matter what, Jacksonville's picking number one. So. Like I said, this day worked out like gangbusters for everybody. Uh, the Bears, uh, you know, have, are, have found their way into the playoff race. Uh, we're actually in the playoffs right now. And Jacksonville, by way of losing to us today, and by way of the Jets winning another football game, are now locked in at number one. So Trevor Lawrence not going to the Jets unless the Jaguars really screw something up here. But, uh, you know, it was, a, it was an interesting game and the first 30 minutes I did not like what I was seeing uh you'll hear me in the in the knee-jerk reactions uh tomorrow uh I said at halftime I feel like we're playing down to our competition right now especially on the defensive side uh, of the ball where you know if I'd have been able to do a preview episode one of the keys to the game would have been to not give this football team any kind of hope you know, I would have recommend the Bears come out fast, start fast, you know, and in a way we did that because um, Jacksonville took the opening drive and kicked the field goal. And then we came right back, drove it all the way down, scored a touchdown. So we answered their field goal with a touchdown of our own. So there you go. OK, we're in good shape. We we you know, we 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 did what they could not do uh, and, and so on. 
But like I said, it, by the end of the first half, it's a 13 to 10 game. We let them score a touchdown. Um, the announcers told us uh, this is the first offensive touchdown they've scored in the first half in like five weeks. And like, oh, of course it is because it's the Bears. So why not? And, you know, and things like that. And it's like you're going into halftime. You're just like, we're really not doing this right. This is not going to happen today. Not not after everything we've been through. We're not going to lose this game to Jacksonville. You know, that's just not going to happen. And then the third quarter comes through. We rattle off 21 points. Uh, we we actually we rattle off back-to-back touchdowns pretty quick there via uh, an interception from Roquan and put that one in the end zone, you know, a few plays later and uh, and everything. By the end of the third quarter, it was like, okay, 34-10, to 10, now the world makes sense again. Uh, the Bears are doing what they're supposed to be doing. The Jacksonville, you know, the Jaguars have, have jaguared their way through the third quarter going into the fourth quarter. Let's just put this thing in cruise control get the hell out of town and collect our win and uh that's pretty much what happened but it's just like you know that first 13 the first 30 minutes of the game are like okay the bears are bearing their way through the first half here and uh letting jacksonville keep themselves in this thing uh they're they're giving the jaguars a reason to come out in the second half you know like i said my, my key would have been not to give this team any kind of hope you don't want to give them any kind of ray of sunshine here to let them know because this is a team that hasn't won a game in three months four months almost and you don't want to give them any kind of hope that they might be able to do it because remember like I said and when I was talking to Colton you know this is a team that if their luck was better would probably be you know five and nine you know uh, you know something like that there's at least at least four easy wins they could have had throughout the season up to this point and you know they said they they fell short on two-point conversion against houston the two-point conversion against uh cleveland they they took green bay down to the wire in lambo like four weeks ago or something like that they lost a um an overtime game to uh to minnesota like two three weeks ago uh, and everything this is a team that if you give them a, a reason to believe in themselves will fight you until the very end and thankfully the third quarter put that to rest. Uh, the Bears came out firing on all cylinders in the third quarter, offensively and defensively, and 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 shut that all down uh, to win the when the when the Jaguars when the Jaguars finally scored in the fourth quarter, it was a foregone conclusion at that point. They were just making it, taking it from a thirty-one point game to a twenty-four uh, point game uh, at that point. So um, you know, I was nervous going into halftime like this. This isn't happening. This, I, you know, it's no. It was frustrating the hell out of me. But uh, like I said, the third quarter, which has never been our strong suit, uh, was our best quarter of the game, if not the best quarter of the season. Three touchdowns. We got a turnover in there. The whole nine yards. It was probably one of the strongest quarters we've had all season. And uh, like I said, put that one to rest and uh, put us in cruise control there in the fourth quarter. So. All right, so this isn't going to take long. I got I don't have a long list uh, on either side. So before we get to these awards, let's go ahead and take a break for our sponsors, and then we'll uh, bang this thing out. So a short and simple and sweet episode to uh, get us back to uh, closing out Week 16. <laughs> the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. 
BetOnline knows you might not be able to get out to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Support for the Bearstock Underground is also brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million men all over the world get rid of the hair on their balls. If you let yourself go in 2020 while in quarantine, Manscaped is here for you to reboot and stay clean and shaved in 2021. Uh, Manscaped is here to give you a fresh start in 2021 with their Perfect Package 3.0 that has all the right tools for the job. Come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. The third-generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow up you need in 2021. It's also time to freshen up down there this new year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And for the -the on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. 2020 was awful, so make sure your boys are refreshed and ready for new beginnings in 2021. Manscaped even threw in the uh, in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and are hands down the best underwear you'll ever wear. A guy with hairy balls is like the year 2020. Don't be that guy. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Make Santa proud. Your balls will thank you. And with that, let's get back to the show. (coughs) All right, so let's go ahead and get this over with here. Uh, Let's do the bear downs first. Um, I want to give, first of all, this is more of an honorable mention because I thought he played well today, but for the second week in a row, he made another bad decision in the red zone. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, you know, it's it's not a full-blown uh, bear down, um, just like it was last week, but this this game was never in danger, so it wasn't really as as killer of a mistake as it was last week. So that's why it's more of a slap on the wrist honorable mention type thing this week um because even though it came at a at a point in the game where it was we were still close it it was still early on it wasn't you know last week it was in the fourth quarter 30 to 27 if he throws it away we kick the extra we kick a field goal and, and extend our lead that kind of thing this happened in the second quarter but once again it was troubling that um, he a wasn't running the ball. B didn't throw it away. Instead, he tried to throw it. He threw it into traffic, into the end zone, trying to make something out of nothing, and he got picked off. Um, it was unnecessary. It it shouldn't have happened, and it certainly shouldn't have happened the second time in two weeks. Uh, and it's plays like this that will get us killed in the playoffs. You know that heightened sense of needing to make something happen. You know that you're more more likely to feel 
in the playoffs is going to get us into more trouble than it will get us out of. So, you know, he 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 before he came back in that game against Green Bay, he said he was going to try to cut off or cut back on those on those hero ball moments where he's trying to make something out of nothing. And every now and then the hero ball thing, those thoughts rear their ugly head and then things like this happen. You know, you throw the ball into traffic where there's like anywhere from six to eight guys in the corner of the end zone, the likelihood of one of our guys coming down with it, not great to begin with. And uh, more times than not, one of theirs is going to have the football just as they did uh, in this particular instance. So, you know, it's it's that th- that's got to stop, period. It has to stop. Uh, it will kill us in a game next week against Green Bay, and it would certainly hurt us monumentally uh, in the playoffs where there is no tomorrow. So we got to nip that in the bud like yesterday. So seriously, can't happen again. Uh, the Really the only real bear down that I have this week is for Chuck Pagano. What the hell's going on with your defense, bro? Um you know, I, I, and I think by way of how well we played through the first 10 weeks or so of the season, we're still ranked up there in the in the in the upper, in the upper echelon, you know, maybe in the top third or so, maybe in the top 10 uh, of defenses as far as points allowed uh, and things like that. But, um, you know, we've been creeping down the list, not up. Uh, as we've gone along, I mean, you know, even even last season when the offense was less than anemic and gave us no help whatsoever, the defense managed to put together strong performances. I mean, I was really happy with Pagano last year. He really got a lot out of the defense last year. Uh, you know, we had a top five scoring defense, despite the fact that we had one of the worst offenses in football. Uh, and everything it, it was just like it was such a tragedy uh, that you know what Chuck Pagano was able to get out of that defense with the injuries and 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 just the hours logged last year with 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 the offense constantly giving the ball back uh, to our opponents and you know and all that kind of stuff it just uh, it was amazing what he got out of them last year and here we are we finally have an offense that is giving us something that is putting points on the board. And I don't mean just scoring 17 and waiting for the defense to gut it out. This week was the fourth week in a row we've scored 30 points or more. And, you know, granted, we held the Jaguars to 17, but we're not seeing the same level of dominance. We're getting no pass rush. I mean, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, where the hell were they today? I mean, I know the Jaguars did everything that they could to get the ball out of Mike Glennon's hands quickly so as to avoid uh, a pass rush but our one sack of the game came on a blitz from Danny Trevathan he was the one sack that we had today Bilal Nichols uh, was nowhere Akeem Hicks was nowhere we gave up five yards a rush to their to their running back who was their backup running back I I, I shudder to think what the Jags would have been able to do if if Robinson uh, that that strong rookie that they have he was healthy uh, today you know it, it just um not liking at all what I'm seeing from the defense. And this is kind of something that's been building over the last few weeks, 27 points to Minnesota uh, last week. Um, it's like I know we had that strong performance against Houston, and, and Pagano and the defense did some really great things. But, you know, th- you know 34 points to the, 
to the to the Lions before that, and and it's just you know, it's not good, not good what we're seeing uh, out of the defense, and and at a time where the defense needs to be ramping it up, uh, that you know it just seems to be like we're we're petering out, that uh, you know we're gonna you know God forbid we're gonna make the playoffs here, Mitch Trubisky and that offense are gonna put thirty one points on the board, but we're gonna lose because our defense gave up forty one. You know, like right now at the seventh seed, the Saints are number two, which means we're going to New Orleans. We're going on the road to the Saints in that dome. And Drew Brees and that offense are going to get a second crack at this defense. And this defense is not playing as well as it was when we played them the first time around when we should have beaten them, actually. Out of that six-game losing streak, there's two games that we should have won. We should have beaten the Saints in overtime. We should have beaten the Lions. Otherwise, those other four games were straight-up losses. We should have lost those games. But we should be a 9 and we should be a well, – God forbid, we should be a 10-5 and five team right now, you know, to be two games better than we are. We'd be 10-5 and five right now. We'd be battling for, you know, the three seed or something like that or, you know, whatever. It just um, – it's disappointing. And it's scary, actually, to think about, you know, what what Sean Payton and Drew Brees would do with a second crack at this defense the way that it's playing now. And, um, you know, at, at the head of that is Chuck Pagano. And there's been a lot of talk lately with the way that the offense is playing that, you know, Matt Nagy's all but assured that he's coming back. So as Bill Lazor, um, you know, talks about bringing back Trubisky and in and, and, and what way do we – can we convince Trubisky to sign a one-year deal to prove it before we pay him any kind of real money? Um, do we sign him to like one of the – because I suggested we sign him to one of those front-loaded, uh, ironically, Mike Glennon-type deals where like when we signed Mike Glennon, it was a three-year contract for $45 million, but 17 of that was guaranteed in the first year. So that if the Bears cut him after the first year, there was like a – one million dollar cap hit or something like that we were going to take to cut him early otherwise uh you know we were uh we were free to do what we wanted after the first year and i think that that would probably be the kind of deal that we'd want because i don't think trubisky would sign uh, a one-year deal um it would it would probably have to be something like that to where the bears could get out of it after one year rather easily with uh you know either a cap penalty we could live with or just to cut him free after the first year, kind of like in baseball where it's like, hey, we signed him to a three-year deal, but essentially it's a one-year deal with a club option for two more. So, uh, I, you know, I think that would probably be more the contract that I would support. Certainly do not want to see the Bears, you know, knuckle down and give him Jay Cutler. Because when we signed Jay, it was the biggest contract in history at the time. That was as as happy as I was to for the, the Bears to make a commitment to Jay and to bring him back and everything. That contract was bananas. Like signing him to a seven year deal where we were we we're anchored down for four of those seven years. Because we, we held on to Cutler as long as we did because we couldn't afford to get rid of him. The guaranteed money that we put into that contract, it took us four years to give it to him. So uh we can't do that with Mitch it can't happen it has to be something if it's going to be like say we give him like like I said a Mike Glennon deal say three years 60 million we're you know 20 25 million guaranteed but we're giving him at least 20 of it up front in that first year so that if we cut him before year number two 
it's only like a $5 million cap hit or something like that that we're taking. It's just, it's got to be one of those deals. But um, anyway, with all the talk about bringing Trubisky back and Glennon and, or not Glennon, uh, uh, Trubisky and um, Nagy, that's our coach's name, Coach Mike Na- Matt Nagy, uh, maybe even Ryan Pace as well. The one person whose name appears to be on the chopping block right now is yours, Chuck Pagano. Uh, with the way that this defense has kind of fallen apart, you know, there's like Eddie Jackson is non-existent. You haven't seen or heard much from Khalil Mack and, and you know, Akeem Hicks and, and, and everything via the pass rush. It's not as dominant and abrasive uh, as it should be. And, you know, you're, you're looking at guys like Leonard Floyd, who's having a monster year out in Los Angeles because Brandon Staley is working magic with that defense out there. Uh, with the Rams, could it be that the scheme uh, just doesn't work for these guys? Like, I mean, I know that there are Bear fans out there praying that the Broncos fire Vic Fangio so we might be able to bring him back and that maybe he would be able to put the teeth back in this defense again. So with with all that Pagano got out of this defense last year uh, with the injuries and, and all that kind of stuff, I don't know where that went this year. You know, it's just it's just not there. Uh, and we're getting worse as the season goes along, and that's even worse. And, uh, you know, I'm not liking what I'm seeing, and it's a real concern going into the playoffs that now that we finally have an offense, it's our defense that can't seem to get it together, and we have way too much, way too much of two things on the the defensive side. A, talent, because we've got all pro talent at each level of that defense, you know, and there's too much money tied up on that side of the field for us to be getting what we're getting from that side of the ball right now. So really need to get it together. We need a performance next week against Green Bay. We need this defense to show up and uh, really play in the playoffs, knock on wood, if we hang on to our spot. So that's something that definitely needs to happen. So bear down, Chuck Pagano. I know we only gave up 17 to the Jaguars, but – it was far too interesting a first half of football uh, from that team and uh, overall not liking what I'm seeing from your unit. So switching on over to the Bear Ups, let's go ahead and you got an honorable mention, Bear Down, Mitch Trubisky. Very good afternoon of football out of him. Had a rushing uh, touchdown. That's what got us started with the scoring in the third quarter there. You know, made the right read, ran the ball in for a touchdown, um, was also 24-35 for 265 and two touchdowns, only sacked once today. So very good afternoon from our quarterback, Bear Up David Montgomery. 23 carries, 95 yards, 4.1 yards a carry. Another touchdown, caught two balls for 26 yards today. So that's 121 yards of total offense and that 95 yards put him over 1,000 for the season. Outstanding job, David Montgomery, who has literally been the steam driving the engine of our offense for the last four weeks. He's been magnificent. And he went from, what, maybe five, 600 yards in the first 12 weeks of the season, first 10, 11 weeks of the season, to uh, rushing for enough yards in the last four weeks to push him over 1,000. So really, you know, just... I, you know, I, I told when, when when I had the chance to talk to Olin Krutz last year, I said to him, 
I think we have a superstar in the making in that backfield if we could just get some blocking for him. And I'm looking pretty damn smart right about now because we've been blocking for him for the last four weeks, and he has been a powerhouse uh, for the Bears. And, uh, you know, even with me pounding the table for us to give him the ball more, the last two weeks, 36 carries last week, 23 more uh, today, those are the kind of days we want to see from David Montgomery. And he's giving us four yards plus per carry, even though his his run total has gone up. He's gotten more carries the last two weeks. He's still giving us at least four yards a carry uh, on each of these uh, these last two outings. So I'm loving it from David Montgomery. Bear up. Darno Mooney. I mean, what's not to love with this kid? I mean, just he's yeah. – I just love watching him play. I mean, for me, he gets a bear up just for showing up each week. Uh, bear up Roquan Smith, uh, the one person on the defensive side that uh, I've been imp- was impressed with today. Uh, two interceptions out of Roquan, uh, and I think he also had a fumble recovery or something like that. Well, he recovered his own fumble. But, um, you know, he's been playing some really good football. Uh, many people think he got snubbed for the Pro Bowl. This week, Khalil Mack, Cordero Patterson, you know, actually he probably should have made instead of Khalil. Khalil Mack's not having a Pro Bowl season. I, I love Khalil Mack, but I don't think he made the Pro Bowl this year. Uh, or at least if I had the opportunity, I wouldn't have voted for him. Um, but, um, you know, Roquan Smith, yeah, I, he would have been on my Pro Bowl ballot for sure and uh, played like somebody who, sh- you know, feels like he should have made the Pro Bowl uh, as well. So two picks out of him today. And I think he was our leading tackler as well. Surprise, surprise. But, uh, you know, loving what I'm seeing out of Roquan today. Bear up. Jimmy Graham, you know, I got to do this. Um, I know he's, like, leading the team in touchdowns with, like, eight or nine or whatever it is. But, uh, you know, it's like it's like that is, you know, it is what it is. Jimmy Graham's a red zone target. He's got, you know, out of all of his red, his touchdowns, I think all but one are red zone touchdowns. Uh, and today he actually – we used him like a tight end today, not just a red zone target, but an actual uh, tight end. He had four catches for 69 yards. Uh, he had some really nice catches today outside of his two touchdown catches. And, uh, you know, it's like, hey, look at that. Jimmy Graham being a football player. Uh, who doesn't like seeing that? That was pretty awesome. And then uh, finally, not only does he get a bear up today, he was our MVB. Um, you know, and I know I've been giving him a lot of shit over the years or over the season. But, uh, you know, today I think he was the best player on the field. Um, He's probably been that, you know, more times than not this year. But uh, Allen Robinson, 10 catches, 103 yards. Didn't even have a touchdown today, but I still think he was the most valuable bear uh, for the team today whenever Mitch needed a uh, play uh, to get a first down to move the chains and what have you. Allen Robinson uh, was there. So he's the leading receiver for the game uh, for both teams uh, today and I just felt like he was the most vital person uh, on the field for our offense even though he didn't score any points for us today so uh, there you have it most valuable bear Allen Robinson and uh, that's going to do it so let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up I can uh, start to feel my uh, my Nike wheels wearing off so it's time for me to shut this thing down I will be back tomorrow we got knee-jerk reactions and uh, final analysis close the book on week 17 Get ready for this monumental Week 17 visit from the Green Bay Packers uh, to see what exactly they have to be playing for and uh, 
and whatnot. See if the Bears game gets flexed, actually. There's some been some talk because the Bears are trying to play their way in because Green Bay might be playing for the number one seed that uh, we might be the Sunday night game next week. Who knows? Or maybe we'll get bumped into the uh, 3 o'clock slots to be the game of the week for Fox or something like that. We'll see. But, um, you know, come back tomorrow. We'll close the book on Week 16 and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Get ready for Week 17 and the Green Bay Packers. So uh, come on back tomorrow. Close the book. Until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground.